What's up, Zambia? This is Robin Perry from soundcompose.com. This creative industry series is sponsored by British Council Southern African Arts. It deals with Zambia's creative heritage and storytellers on Zoom. Well, today's guest is hip-hop artist Cleo Ice Queen. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Robin? I'm hanging in there. I like to say I'm golden, but it's not quite true today. I'm feeling a little <laughs> faded. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know with gold, even when it fades, you just polish it up quickly and it'll be back to shining. Ah, oh, I see. You got lyrics. <laughs> Okay, let's get straight in there, right? Um, Yeah. So if you were to give a brief introduction to people who could be listening from anywhere, and this Mm. is the the first time they're hearing about you, what would you like Mm. them to know about you? Mm -hmm. And if they haven't heard of you, what would your recommendation be as, this is the first song someone should listen to? I'm just (laughs) not here. Okay, well, I go by the name Cleo Ice Queen. I am a Zambian um, hip-hop artist, um, brand partner, influencer, whatever you want to call it. Um, Just a a brand, a huge brand that's got everything on lock, you know, going on for her. And yeah, music is the core of everything. And if I was to tell you to start somewhere, I'll probably tell, tell you to start from the beginning which is um, Big Dreams featuring JK. You can search that on YouTube or just Google it and you can take it from there. There's plenty songs in the catalog that just explain who I am and what I'm about, but mostly it's hip hop. Mostly it's inspiring. Hip hop is inspirational, it's motivational. It's real life talk, it's storytelling, all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> okay. But, but why are you sending us back? Is there a particular reason you want us to take this journey right from the very beginning? Well, it's always important to start at the beginning because then you get to understand. The first song was called Big Dreams and being a, um, a young female rapper at the time who raps in English in Zambia and making such enormous waves with it, um, that's where everything starts from. It, start, it started as a dream and now all of the things I rap about, speak about in my raps are, are kind of like manifestations or prophecies, so to speak, that I see coming true today, a good, uh, you know, nine to ten years later. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, ha- I have to say, like, the first time someone ever told me uh, uh, about you, it was uh, mm-hmm. a Zambian in the UK. And then mm-hmm. he was talking about you, then he just started sending these links. And I remember clicking oh, yeah? on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember clicking on the links and all these videos playing, and I'm like, okay, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, that is so that is so encouraging to hear. Well, I was like a, a spider at that point, like eight hands just sending things, you know, every device <laughs> I have. Hey, God, you gotta hear this. <laughs> that is so cool, man. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. uh, I, I guess what what I want to actually ask you is, when it comes to what you share, uh, mm-hmm. you you have a lot of kids who are watching you, uh, looking up mm-hmm. to you. Uh, mm-hmm. w- when they come to you, uh, are you the kind of person who 
will help these young artists coming up or are you, you know, miss side eye like, mm, okay, let me just check you out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, it always just depends. I believe in uh, work ethic because I've been there before. I've been there before and I've been in a place where I approach a person I look up to or a person I feel is in a position to elevate me. Um, it's always about approach. Approach with respect and you get respect back. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I think, I think mostly it's always just about the approach and then it's easier for me to then take it from there and see how I'm going to talk to this person. But otherwise, I'm always ready to pull up the next person, to give advice to the next person, to share my story, to to give them pointers of where they can go. It's, um, the approach shows me how serious you are about your craft. Are you just somebody who thinks that, you know, because people at home told you, you you're good, you can sing, you can rap, and you can take this all the way? Or are you really ready for what's for what this encompasses, what this actually means? Do you know how many hours you're going to spend on this? Are you somebody who's just going to be, you know, okay, the moment something gets hard or tough, you want to give up, you know? So I need to see drive. I need to see, I need to see fire and hunger in your eyes, you know, for what you really want. And then I can take you seriously. Okay. <laughs> but when you say fire or hunger, are you telling me people dare to step up to the queen? What do they do? Battle you on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like when I, when I mean like step up to me, I mean like, well, uh, coming to me to say, you know, can I have a feature or uh, I'm told I'm really good. This is what I can do. Mm. You know, can you put me on things like that? So yeah, it doesn't mean battle me on the spot, but if you just, if you catch me and, and you start spinning your rhymes right there and then you believe you're that good. And I'll be like, okay, then I can hear you out. You know what I mean? And then really? see, yeah. And see what we can do from there. Cause sometimes you can spit rhymes well and good, but is this really what you want? Is this really what you want to do? So sometimes I tell people like, push a little harder. You know, I want to hear about you um, some more. Okay. I want to hear about you. Maybe I want to hear you, you went on the radio. I want to hear you did something that was, you know, outstanding, exceptional for yourself without me, because nobody can hand you um, glory or greatness. Right. Everything is within you. So you need to reach out into that inner you. And once that is tapped into, it's easier for me to just assist and play a small role, put a little step, you know, in, in into your journey. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. you met, you mentioned work ethic before. What, where mm -hmm. does your work ethic come come from? I mean, what 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 would you say your work ethic is to start with? For me, work ethic is it's always the first thing is always just um, respect. Uh, being able to admit when you're wrong and uh, rectifying things, not burning bridges. Um, it's also about mutual understanding, um, learning another person's perspective. It's um, showing up on time. It's uh, being a woman or a man of your word. It's uh, showing up when you're supposed to show up and giving in your best and your all when you do show up. It's not about um, um, always just, it's not always about you as, as a brand, as, as you know, whoever you're coming in as. You have to look at the whole spectrum. And once you're able to do that, it balances you out and gives you that, that great work ethic. So the hard work alone is not enough. You can work as hard as you want, but if people say, okay, that person's a hard worker, but I don't want to mess with them maybe because of their work ethic. So it's how you speak, your tactfulness, 
the etiquette, all of those things contribute to, to work ethic for me. Okay, Queen. So where did you learn these mm. manners from then? Where did these great manners come <laughs> <laughs> I want to know oh you. Gosh. Okay, so part of it has got to do with upbringing. Mm. A lot of it has got to do, I have to give it up to teachers, man. Okay. I've had uh, many, many great teachers from the time that I was I was young and I'm one person who just really respects teachers and respects learning. So I'll give it up to my parents. I'll give it up to teachers. And beyond them, there's a lot of reading that has gone into it. I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm big on books. I'm big on reading. And I'm, I'm the type of person who still writes down my raps with a pen and the paper. Unless I'm pressed to a corner, then I'll type them on my phone. But I just feel like one day, you know, when I'm gone, somebody can pick up the book and see what I wrote and see what I journal rather than my phone, which is a software that could just disappear in the cloud years from now, you know, but with books and paper and pen, that's very, very big and very dear to me because I've traveled the world. Before I traveled the world physically, I traveled the world through books. I read so many books. I've traveled to Paris through books. I've traveled to New York, you know, through books and reading. So I've been to the White House from books and reading. Well, physically now I went there, but like, these are the things that happen for you before they happen physically. Books have a lot. And that's where you also learn a lot outside of your culture, outside of what you're used to, outside of your norm. You get to see what, what etiquette is, what manners are, what's polite to do and what's not polite to do. And, you know, what to do when you're unsure, what's polite and what's not polite, all of that. So it's, you just have to invest some time into yourself. And that's a lot of learning that you have to do, whether formal or informal. I love that. Good reading culture. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, I have to tell you this. My sibling and I, my sister and I, uh, because we both write, um, mm -hmm. if you left your writing just like that, without writing copyright and your name on it and the date, yeah, mm -hmm. she'll sign it for you just to remind you you didn't do it. <laughs> mm, that's really good. Uh, I always tell my kids that. I always tell my kids, like, where's the date? Where's your name? Like, mm. I have that thing where I start a page, I write the date, and I write my name on that, you know? Yeah. 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 I was thinking in the future, we want to know that, no, nah, this is who wrote it, and, you know, it was her copyright at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. There you go. All right. Now, storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe you're a good storyteller. Not a good one, okay. but a great one. I believe you're a great oh. storyteller. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. So what do you think it takes to be a great storyteller? You're an avid reader and you write. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Secretly, I think when little Cleo was sitting down, you know, at school, you're probably writing when people didn't even know you were writing. <laughs> or was that just me? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm yeah, kind of. I think I was I was definitely more reading than writing. I was definitely more reading than writing. I was a bit shy about writing sometimes and telling my stories. And it's still there right now. It's still there. There's a little bit of shyness, but as I'm growing and knowing myself and getting more comfortable in my skin, it's becoming a little more easier to tell my story without fear, you know, to express myself and 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 just be comfortable in who I am and what I stand for and what I believe in. Because for the longest of time, you, you, I feel like there's been a lot of elements of being pushed to believe this, believe that, 
no, I see things like this and this is the way they should be. But deep in, deep down within myself, I have a different conviction. And now is when I feel like I'm becoming that woman that's able to, to stand in what I believe in, regardless of whether you think it's right or wrong, regardless of whether you judge me about it or not. This is me finding that bravery and telling greater stories and more stories and open truths that are, you know, just out there. Because the truth is the truth. There's sides to stories, right? There's one side and the other side, and then there's the truth. So there's telling my side also, which I just feel now I'm more convinced to tell it because my side is my truth, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I mean, when you were growing yeah. up, did you like have um, a lot of people sharing stories around you or in your community and stuff? Now tell me the truth about this. Yeah. Did you ever hear a Rosemary Chivanda story? <laughs> Not Rosemary per se, but Chivanda stories. Yes, they were there. A lot of them. <laughs> okay. That's what that's what probably occupied our childhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I've actually thought about this before. I'm like, you know what? Mm. I I grew up with like not many of my grandparents were around, you know, mm. and my dad raised us in a household where he was very adamant about us speaking English and speaking well, and and, and when we speak vernacular, it would be a problem, you know, express yourself properly, this and that. And now I feel like you know what I missed out on so much. I mean, it's not that I can't speak vernacular; I speak Nyanja well and good, but it's something that I had to learn probably from playing with my friends across the road, you know, and then obviously the, the helpers in the house and your aunts here and there when your dad is not around because he wanted us a certain way. He wanted us, I don't know, It was he was very avid about that. But now when I look back, I'm like, ah, oh, man, we kind of did miss out on, you know, quite a lot. But that's my journey. That's my story. Mm -hmm. And I feel there's not many old people in our family where like I can tra trace like, our history like okay dad you came from this man and this woman my grandparents but further than that i don't know who who's who you know what i mean and i just feel like there's a lot of stories that i missed out on and this is why now oh, i've just you know you create kind of create your own world and focus on building your future and this is why i say like most of my my rhymes and my my songs um especially when they're motivational or on that sentimental tip are always about just what I visualize for my future, what I visualize about where I'm going. It's very rare that I'll dig backwards because there's not much there. And it's, it's not something I can blame myself. It's another thing. Also, documentation in our culture has not been something that's been big where you can go to, you know, a history museum or whatever. You track your DNA, you track where you're coming from, all of that. You can't do that here. You know what I mean? It's it's all about stories. And African cultures always believes in oral stories, word of mouth. And so if your lineage is not that long, if you're not tracing it that far back, then the stories that have trickled down to you are very few. You know, you just know about, okay, how your grandparents got their name, how your name ended up being this. But I think it's one thing I'd like to do, actually, is just go back to where my father's father came from or where my father was born and just hear some stories whatever is left of it there you know mm. and hope that it's true <laughs> that's the yeah. thing about oral stories because you don't you don't know like is this is that for real you know oh but you know i mean it's, yeah. it's subjective honey just think about the um the, bo the books you read that is somebody's yeah. own story just the fact that they true. you know somebody else wrote it down it's like mm. uh, if you look at the images you see i'm like in those mm -hmm. uh, 
artistic impressions. It's not a photograph yes. of those people holding that guy up. <laughs> mm, mm, I get you. Yeah, so I, I sometimes think that uh, we could do with replacing some of the imagery because our history book really should like look like a tourist uh, resort books, actually. Mm, very <laughs> true. Have to look at the reality. <laughs> we had the locations. Everybody's yes, in the hut. Yes. You're paying yes. a lot of money for it, but the huts are still there. Yeah. The river's mm. still there. We're still watching the animals, so you're paying yeah. for, for the lifestyle yeah. that your that that same grandparent or great grandparent you're looking for used to live. Exactly. So so true. Just without the designer shoes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get to keep. <laughs> <laughs> the designer brand that Cleo's making in order to take a journey back to her roots. There you go. You heard oh, it so beautiful. Mm, <laughs> yes, I love that. I'm taking that. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, that, that's um, fair enough. I, I was just going to say that. At least tell me you know about Kalulu. Because he was so smart. Kalulu? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Which I am, we know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Because I always wondered why we why we don't have you know the way you see teddy bears when we're kids. I'm, I'm like, why mm. don't we have little fluffy kalulus that just you know? Ah, that's a that's a thing. Mm. That's a thought right there. Yes, definitely. I expect to see one in your next video, right? <laughs> I'm gonna yes. start working around it. <laughs> you're, you're in outer space with a kalulu. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, great imagination there. Okay. Out of this world. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're being too kind but here we go um <laughs> if we move on to your rhythm now because everybody talks mm -hmm. about your you know rhythms and flows and whatever with within mm -hmm. hip-hop it, it, it is a thing right yeah. for me who's older mm -hmm. the styles that were first used might seem a little static now uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's also if we take away from the fact that it, it would have come from our african cultures anyway within the chanting mm -hmm. but for yourself where does that rhythm and flow that is uniquely you come from when when, mm. when did you realize oh i can actually rap not like me who thinks i can right but I can. <laughs> <laughs> and i can't sing either but, oh my goodness but in my head oh my goodness mm -hmm. you wouldn't speak to me I'm yeah a i'm a diva <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen i think it happened a while back it's kind of always been a part of me i'll say you know Probably from the time I was like four, I remember performing at my, my birthday party, my fourth birthday, and I sang Michael Jackson's Heal the World. So I won't lie, the TV raised me, okay? So <laughs> a lot of what I know, <laughs> the TV and the radio, to be honest, really raised me. So a lot of, a lot of my inspirations obviously come from a lot of the Western music. I have had a few influences down here, but mostly it's the it's the melody in the instruments that gets me from here, from home. It's the drums, it's the way the banjo sounds, you know, the way those 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 um, um, conga drums sound. It, that that's just what I love. And then I put my rhythm and poetry, which is rap. That's what rap is. It's rhythm and poetry, and put my my rhythm and poetry over that. I feel for me that that's when I feel like I can express the most and express the best. I just, I just love that. Yeah. So it's a mixture. It's a mixture of everything. And I'm always, I'm never afraid to keep on exploring and to keep on learning and falling in love with new sounds as well. Oh, your sound person. Yeah. Oh, that looks mm -hmm. like that. Um, yes. <laughs> so does this mean you dance? 
Because you gave it away with your little Michael Jackson thrown in there, you know? <laughs> yes, I do like to incorporate dance. I actually want to incorporate more of it. Mm. I do want to incorporate more of it. So there's, there are certain songs that I've worked on that that can easily incorporate dance. And then when it comes to like the hip hop side of it, I like expressive dance hip hop. That kind of like translates what the lyrics are all about that you kind of feel almost like it's a sign language type of dance. So right. that you're expressing, yeah, that's the type of hip hop dance that I like. So okay. yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to know when you've got a, a, a great rhythm um, like you do, um, can you rap and be perfectly still or do you feel like actually your entire body movement is part of this journey? I can rap and be perfectly still. <laughs> I want I can to see do that video. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously there might be a little bit of a head bop, but honestly, mm. yeah, more maybe expression on the face, I guess that's what it would be. And, and a bit of hand gestures. All right. So I'm guessing yeah. you can't stay still if something starts playing and you like the rhythm then. I can't stay still if I like the rhythm. I have to, you know. But also sometimes when I'm adamant like about listening, I just want to listen. I can simply stay still, like something and still not move and just try and absorb the thing. You get what I mean? I so just because thing. I didn't, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I, because I didn't bump my head and I'm not feeling it, you know. It's yeah. just sometimes I, I, I need to be still to listen. <laughs> No, that's a producer in my head. That's exactly really, what, eh? yeah. That's exactly what a producer does. You have oh. to be able to feel it, and then you have to be able to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I guess and, that's what it is. And, and you know that the energy is there because yeah, you can feel it, but you can still listen back to it and not you know respond to things. And that's when you start yes. to isolate. Yes. So you can listen exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know something else. Are you a producer or not, by the way? No, I'm actually not a producer, but I do work very close hand in hand with my producer, the beat banger. <laughs> okay. Tell, yeah. the beat, tell the beat banger you want to go. It's <laughs> 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 clear on the and beat banger next. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm not going to go through mm -hmm. linguistic skills because you actually already mentioned um, uh, the fact that you, you you speak some Nyanja. Apparently, I speak Bemba like yeah. a pre, like a priest, so I don't even try. Oh wow! Yeah, probably same here. I try, but when I do, people laugh, and it's funny because I'm Malinga, you know. But oh, okay. being raised in Lusaka, mm. Nyanja is more of what we speak, and our household wasn't a Bemba-speaking household, so yeah. But I do speak a bit of Zulu and a bit of French. Oh, you're <laughs> kidding me! How did you pick up Zulu and French? Okay, French. I could say maybe school might give you that. School, yes. Yeah. With the Zulu, well, I lived in South Africa for like seven years. And, that and that's where, that was enough. I easily pick up on languages as long as, you know, um, I'm around people that speak it all the time. It's mm -hmm. very easy for me to pick up on languages. Okay. So have you thought about yeah. throwing in different languages in your songs? I mean, Zambia being so geogra geographically well-placed, I'm always yeah. saying, surely... Uh, the minute you switch to Portuguese, you already added two countries. You switch to French, you added right? more. You switch to Spanish, and you add an entire continent. <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's something to consider, definitely. I know I did say one French phrase in one of my songs, but uh, 
that was that was about it. <laughs> But I wouldn't mind because I love uh-huh. languages so much. Yeah. yeah. It's something to consider. Definitely something. But it has to be done well, you know. Of course. Tasteful. Yeah. You're a queen. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. so, so I wanted to ask also, like your family, how hard was it for you to choose the path you're on? Because I mean, to come out and say, I'm going to, I mean, how did it happen for you? Were you actually standing up, you know, to, to your folks and saying, I, I have made a decision. I'm going to be a queen. <laughs> I didn't make the decision. Like, yeah, this was kind of, it, 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 it was destiny. So to speak, you know, with the, with the whole singing at four years old, music never really left us because my dad was also a lover of music. So it was always kind of a part of me until like I was um, 11 at my high school, Banani, our, our, our principal built a studio for us. And, you know, we were just vibing out in the studio and stuff like that. And I was like, I really love this. I love this so much. And then like when I was 15, I won a rap competition back to school with a million i won the million pacha at the time and ever since then like people it's it's just been a known thing like this is what she does this is who she is so there's never been any arguments about it there's never been any discussions um to to stop it it's just like this is who she is so let it be <laughs> okay yeah uh, so so did you get all the support from family and friends Definitely. I really did. I mean, we had a few people who I wouldn't really call friends, but people did laugh in the beginning. Like, what is she doing? What is that? You know, but here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's laughing now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, now that's cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But do you, do you actually worry about that? Because um, uh, for you guys who are up, you know, like up front on a stage, I'm a very behind-the-scenes person, you see. I, I kind of mm-hmm. like being in the back, you know, shadow mm-hmm. in the shade territory. So, so um, mm-hmm. that also puts you in the front line when it comes to people just deciding to be people. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How, how do you deal with that? Well, it's taken some time to kind of find um, stable ground of how to handle everything. Mm. But over time, I think uh, it's just... I just feel like I always say this thing lately where I feel like I come from abundance. Mm-hmm. So I've got so much abundance of everything, abundance of joy, of happiness, yeah. of love, of light. So whoever is feeling like they need some love, some light, some positivity in their lives, tap in. You know what I mean? There's enough. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah. yeah. I, I'm from abundance. So you can't, you can't steal water from an ocean. It's impossible. Love that. <laughs> Love that. And that's what just gets me through and and it's yeah. easy for it's it's not easy for me to just shut people out. Mm-hmm. People just need love. People are lacking in so many things and where I have abundance of I do not mind giving, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay. <laughs> um however, I still want to know who's your go-to family and friends when you when when you, when you want to feel mm. grounded. When you want to be grounded? Um, I think probably my my husband and my sisters and my mom. <laughs> Are they brutally yeah. honest? Or, or it's just that my big hus- hug? <laughs> my husband's brutally honest. My sister too. Yeah. And then my other sister will be, you know, the big hug. And my mom too will be the big hug. So it's oh, a so balance. 
There you go. Three six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to pause for a second and ask you because I know you need to go. You've got those last three. Mm-hmm. Are you good? Uh, maybe we can wrap it up in one type of a way. I don't know. Okay. Let's see if I can add it all together. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I really want to know, first of all, if you're insanely creative, as mm. in uh, how big are your dreams? And, mm. uh, Therefore, what's coming up next for you? Um, Mm -hmm. Because of the IP research itself, I do need to ask you, though, like, are you considering things like licensing and with Commonwealth Games coming? um, Mm -hmm. Are your people trying to tap into um, events that come up like that to ensure that Mm -hmm. you're getting out there? Mm, Okay. That's all. Okay. Um, Obviously, the dreams are, are very big, you know. Sometimes I think they're even bigger than my mind can even fathom you know so i'm always just believing in something bigger something greater and uh, in terms of creativity i wouldn't say i'm the most creative person i am just very um strategic and very smart about how i put things together but i just feel there's just so much creativity out there and i sometimes i i look at them like wow i wish i was half as creative as that I have had creativity blocks before where I feel like I need to read more, change the content I'm watching, watch other content creators. How are they creating stuff? Listen to different types of genres of music that I don't really dabble into just to see where other people's heads are at. Because it, in, in knowing, in, in that feeling like you're so small, it actually opens you up to so much more to know that, okay, I'm this small. I can actually... This, bigger world out there there's so so much more and that then opens up your mind and you your mind can start to travel and and think about you know a lot of other things and right now for me it's about collaborations you know i'm loving collaborating with with other artists be creatives be songwriters um uh be uh, videographers you know i'm just I'm just loving tapping into that and challenging the people that I work with also to tap into more of these things and expand their horizon and their creativity, you know, just expand their whole spectrum. And um, yeah, I think that's what's really next for me, a lot of collaborations. And with the Commonwealth Games, I'm actually just hearing this from you today. So I'm supposed to have... um, some new um, management that's being introduced to me from the UK mm-hmm. that is helping us to just plug in on a global scale. So that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And um, I didn't know about this Commonwealth game. So plug us in, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> plug us in. <laughs> All day long. You, you know how yeah. it is. Um, uh, it was a synchronization opportunity and I'm like, hold on, it's tapping into me from my Commonwealth background. So I turned around and said, well, mm. that means the Zambians uh, should be uh, eligible just on that basis. Mm-hmm, so, that, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm coming to each and every one of you and saying, guys, uh, <laughs> there is a Commonwealth Games. I understand how the rules work, which means um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the BBC already has the right to assume. And therefore... Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to deal with PPL in the, in the, in, in the UK. So I'm just saying, look, it, 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 I, I'm sure you who's got the company and management to set up should be all mm-hmm. right with finding out about stuff. But yeah, um, I know okay. that, you know, 
In fact, you should, I should definitely find more info. Yeah, I should mm. definitely find out more info about this. Mm. I would yeah. really love to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, if, if they're out there looking for stuff, it's, it's obviously a, a massive platform. Um, mm. I, I think that it sounds like it's fit for a queen. <laughs> Thank you. I'll definitely look into it. Eh? All right. Listen, I appreciate your taking the time to, uh, to, to, to talk to me, to be honest. Chat and hang out. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And, you know, I wish you the best in everything you do. So, um, as you like collaborative stuff, I know I can still come up and say, Kalulu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rosemary Jovanda, which one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, we should think of something. I like the Kalulu in the in in, in space. <laughs> in space. space, that is yeah, that's there quite something. All right. Well, listen, you take care. Uh, good luck with everything. And any Thank problems with that um, Commonwealth Games, then get back to me, and I'll and I'll and I'll send you the link. Okay. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Thank you so so much. No worries. All righty. You have a good one. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening. That was Cleo Ice Queen on What's Up Zambia. Next episode, we go behind the scenes with Zambia's National Arts Council, Manka Adrian Chipindi. Yeah.